Podcasting from Singapore and broadcasting all around the world. You're listening to the Ignite EdTech Podcast with Craig Kemp, taking the pulse of educators from all over the globe and bringing what you need every week. When you need answers, you go to the experts. Created by an educator for educators and streaming to the world. Now, over to your host, Craig Kemp. Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the Ignite EdTech Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Kemp, and I'm thrilled to have your support. As most of you know, I continue to work with the incredibly talented Mark Quinn to improve the final audio quality of this podcast. He has his own podcast production studio that provides editing and mastering services to content creators. To connect with Mark, please see the details in the podcast notes below. And if you haven't followed his Make a Difference podcast, I highly encourage you to do so in your podcast channel of choice. The Ignite EdTech Learning Portal is designed based on the five Ignite EdTech Learning Principles. The Ignite EdTech Principles of Learning are Be Adaptive, Learning First, creativity over consumption, collaboration, and connection over content. Over the past five weeks, we've highlighted all five of these principles in detail. If you want to go back and listen, please do so. Last week, I encouraged you to think about connection over content. Thank you for sharing as always. Please check out the social streams for more. As I think about the last few weeks sharing about our developed principles of learning, I think about how this relates directly to professional learning and development for teachers. This week, I wanted to ask for your feedback when it comes to professional learning. What are the courses you love and the people you love that lead them? If you could engage in any learning experience with an expert in their field, who would it be and why? Please share this via our Ignite EdTech social streams. I look forward to hearing from you soon. A tool that has positively impacted the authentic and purposeful use of technology into classrooms and meeting rooms that I have worked in is Labster. Labster is the world's leading provider of virtual science labs, providing access to over 2,000 institutions and over 3 million students globally. Finding high-quality virtual labs for genuine science learning can be difficult, but with Labster, I've seen firsthand how engaged teachers and students can be. With over 200 simulations, there's something for every science teacher and learner. I highly recommend that you take a look at labster.com. The link is in the description below. Last week, we talked about connection over content and why it's important in a tech-fueled learning environment. If you're interested in learning more, go back and listen to last week's episode. This week, I wanted to focus on professional learning. An important element in any successful school culture is professional learning, something that isn't always done well in schools. Everyone wants their subject area to be provided with the best PD. Everyone wants to get the experts in and everyone wants to make sure their voice is being heard. It's really hard to scale budgets in this way and hard to make sure we're truly developing everyone with what they need. I've seen successful PD models in smaller schools, but have really seen successful models in larger schools, particularly private ones. One of the things I feel can change this is the willingness for schools to adopt large-scale online professional learning, which is cheaper and more targeted, something that we're very aware of thanks to COVID. Don't get me wrong, I love a face-to-face conference and workshop, but I now know that I learn just as well in an online environment. 
just like many of you. It takes commitment and ongoing connection and collaboration to ensure that it makes a difference. But a lot of this can be done in-house within the community of your school. Community makes a difference. I have had several discussions about EdTech PD this week with some schools I'm currently working with. And there's often never a strategic approach to professional learning that can actually benefit a wide variety of people and make a significant measurable change. I'm interested in what other schools are doing globally to achieve this success and how you encourage connection, collaboration and ongoing learning as a result of this shift. I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to learn more about how you provide professional learning in your school. Please reach out with your ideas. Every week, I bring you a short interview with some of my edu heroes, an engaging learning experience with someone who makes a difference in education every day with a particular focus or angle towards educational technology. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting with Jed Derryberry. Let's have a listen to the chat. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Jed Derryberry, who you might know as at Mr. Derryberry on Twitter. Jed is an educator and author based in the US. Jed is passionate about helping learners of all ages and is a well-known speaker and workshop host. His book, The Playful Classroom, is a bestseller. After being connected with Jed for many years now, I'm constantly inspired by his ability to connect, engage, and empower, and it's an honor to have him here with me today. Jed, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Are you ready to talk about education and technology integration? Yeah, man, I'm excited to be here. After after knowing you for uh, at least a decade online, I, it's so it's so exciting to finally talk with you in person. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. Let's go. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your current role and what inspires you to do what you do? My my current role is is a hodgepodge of educational um, opportunities. Uh, first and foremost, I'm with students um, most of my week, whether it's in person, online, or a hybrid of the two, considering the way the world is at the time. I teach five courses of pre-service teachers for various institutions across the state of South Carolina, and I also evaluate student teachers or another um, higher ed institution here. And I, I, as soon as we're done with this, I'm going to spend spend the morning with uh, two college students training to be teachers. I can't wait to be with them. They inspire me. The next generation of teachers um, really inspires me to do the work, to stay current, to stay relative, um, to be engaged with the work. I'm also doing staff development with schools and planning events for um, faculties and, and organizations. I've got two events coming up with um, college students across South Carolina. So I, I and, and that work inspires me more than anything, working, working with that next generation. That's super cool. You know, and, and with that work you do with the next generation and thinking about the listeners of this podcast, what's your best advice for educators in relation to educational technology? You know, several years ago, I read this book called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. She's the author of the book Eat, Pray, Love. Most people remember that movie that, that came out. And um, in the book, the subtitle of the book is Creative Living Beyond Fear. And I think ed tech is definitely um, an area where creativity abounds and it needs more abounding, if that's a correct phrase to say. I, I think educators, uh, the best advice is not be afraid to use it. You're, you're not going to mess anything up. Um, you might you might think you're, quote, wasting some time, but no time is wasted time if a lesson is learned. So you're, you're learning uh, valuable insight of how to function on a, a technology platform. You're learning um, the ins and outs of the platform. You're learning what not to do on the platform. So my best advice is to get creative. Don't be afraid and jump in with both feet and, and figure it out. I, and I'm learning along with you. I, 
I know iMovie is a, a, a app a tool that's been around for a long time, but I'm just now learning some new tips and tricks, some new endeavors I'm working on. So um, the best advice is don't be afraid, jump in there. I love it. What's your next big goal in your career, Jed? What do you want to do or achieve that you haven't been able to do yet? Oh my gosh. Well, you know, it's I'm, I'm very fortunate that one of those big goals was to to publish uh, a book. I wanted uh, my message about what I believe about education out there. So really the Playful Classroom was a huge step uh, towards that goal. Um, book two is coming out this summer. Um, it's called The Courageous Classroom. It's very much a different book. Um, it's about fear and trauma and the way that it affects students and teachers and how to work through that. I'm, I'm writing it with a, a co-author, co Dr. Janet Taylor, who is a psychologist, uh, psychiatrist from Florida. I guess the, 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 if I had to pick a next big goal, I, I just want to continue working with those pre-service teachers and, and equipping, equip, encourage and empower them for the work that lies ahead of them. Because, you know, you and I won't last forever. Somebody's got to take over when we um, have to bow out. And so uh, just preparing the next generation is my biggest goal right now. It's super inspiring. And you, you briefly mentioned your book, The Playful Classroom. Tell us a little bit about that and what inspired you to write it. And what can we gain from engaging in this resource? Well, the inspiration for the book came um, really from Julie Jones, the co-author, Dr. Julie Jones, the co-author of the book. And I um, work a lot, as I said, with pre-service teachers, but we also do a lot of work with current teachers in the classroom. And we just felt like teachers were not enjoying the work as much as they could. And it wasn't the teacher's fault. It was because of all the pressure that was coming on the teacher. You know, the testing, the rigor, the, all these things that were expected. And we were like, you know, if, if teachers could be more playful in their classrooms, um, it would it would make things better for them. It'd make things better for the student, the, the, the brain benefits for the students, the social emotional benefits for the students and the teachers that play brings into the work just are, are revolutionary, in my opinion. There was a time when play was more accepted in the early childhood grades, but even that has been pushed out. But the thing is, playful learning can be just as rigorous as anything that's out there right now that they think is producing those high test scores. Play can play can match that. Playful learning can match that. And we're not talking in the book about um, recess. We're talking about making every lesson meaningful, relevant, and fun through playful learning. Also, we, we love recess. We don't want to take it away. We need more of it. In Finland, they have a 15-minute recess every hour. America, we're lucky to get 15 minutes in the whole day in some schools, and so we need to flip that around. What I hope you will gain from that is understanding the um, neuroscience of play, understanding the cognitive benefits of play, understanding that many of the reasons we don't introduce playful learning into our classroom are just excuses that can be debunked and, and blown away. And we give you lots of ideas of how to do that across the board. The subtitle is The Power of Play for All ages. Playful learning is relevant in your classroom. It's relevant in the boardroom. It's re relevant um, in your staff meetings. It's relevant everywhere because playful learning um, helps the helps the understanding to stick. So I hope people grab this book, read it, and you're going to get a lot of ideas from it for across the board. You're going to be blown away from the ideas and more ideas are coming. We're working on things now. We're actually writing a course that accompanies the book with an organization called Advancement Courses. It's the brand of Wiley, our publisher, and the course will be avail available this summer. Um, and you're going to get more of the book. We dig in deeper to some of the thoughts and, and more ideas. That's awesome, Jed. We'll make sure that the link is in the description below. Let's do some quick fire questions here. The first thing that come to your head, what is your hashtag one word for 2021 and why? Um, I think my one word would be create. 
because the more that I am creating, the more my brain is engaged. And um, notice I didn't say create perfectly. I didn't say create amazingly. I just said create. Put stuff out into the world. Draw, paint, act, make videos, take pictures, um, write stories, create conversations, create relationships, create engagement. Um, create is my one word. Love it. What's your favorite EdTech book or resource? Favorite EdTech book or resource? You know, I got to tell you, I, I, I don't, in the, in the EdTech world, I don't know if it's, if it's seen as an EdTech resource, but Twitter, man, is life-changing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my favorite. It's my go-to. It's the one that I use with my students. Um, just recently, I got my, um, my freshman students um, involved in Twitter, and they are, the feedback they are giving me is wonderful. The connections that are made. They're, they're, my freshman educators are really connecting with worldwide accomplished educators their very first year into the profession. And it's, it's just an amazing tool. I, I don't know why teachers aren't on there around the world. It's amazing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. What's your go-to EdTech tool that the listeners need to try? Um, that I go to because I'm a visual learner. Instagram um, is huge for me. Um, I also love Book Creator. I love the Book Creator app because I think it allows you to create. You know, it goes in my one word. It's not a new app. It's not one that people don't know about, but I love the Book Creator app. I love Word Swag because it's an easy, quick way to put your thoughts out there, let people see what you stand for, what you believe in. I'm, of course, a fan of a Flipgrid and Bitmoji. I love, love, love Goose Chase. Goose Chase, uh, you know, the scavenger hunt app um, that you build your own scavenger hunts. I think if you're very intentional with the way that you build your missions, um, you can really see some deep, meaningful learning come of the mission. So it's not just a run around and let, let's accomplish these tasks, uh, but you can really do some great learning and teaching through that app. That's cool. We'll make sure the links to those are, are in this description as well. And you've answered this already, but for your own learning, you say Instagram. Tell us a little bit more about why. So with me, I am a very um, arts focused person, but I have had no official formal training like in my college days in the arts. Um, I worked for eight years at an arts and basic curriculum school where I received lots of training on how to integrate the arts. I am an arts person um, by nature in that I play instruments. I was involved in drama and band. I play trumpet and piano. I've always been a, a creator, if you will. But Instagram has connected me with some amazing art teachers, amazing artists, and they give so freely of their time and their work. They want to pass the the creativity along. They want to pass their skill along. And Instagram is just a fantastic platform to follow. Follow the hashtag art teacher, art teacher Instagram, artist, all those hashtags I follow. And I've just been connected with so many fantastic people that have taught me not just about um, arts integration, but art technique that I'm, I'm learning more there than I think I could learn in an art course. Oh, I love it. What's one daily habit or practice that helps you enjoy, progress, and succeed in your career? So I am pretty obsessed with bullet journaling. I doodle um, a lot in my journal. I'm not, a, I'm not necessarily a writer in the journal, but I doodle a lot, whether it's just a little picture, just a random picture, um, to whatever's in my mind. I love to create little little monsters, little animals, and I don't, I don't share a lot of that online. That's kind of just my personal thing, what I'm doing. Um, but it keeps me just motivated to create, to revisit the idea of create. Um, and I've, I'm in my sixth bullet journal now. I got into it several years ago, um, thanks to my friend Julie Jones. I'd never heard of bullet journals. I, if you don't know what a bullet journal is, it's basically just a, a, a journal with um, tiny dot grid 
on the paper instead of lines. The lines felt constricting to me, but the little dots let me just doodle away. And so that's why I connected with uh, bullet journals. Get you one. Lectern, Lectern 1917, I think, is the type I've, I use. That's really cool. Well, we'll make sure that's in there as well. And if you were to have any job in the world, Jed, what would it be and why? So I know this, it might sound cliche, but I really believe I have the job that I want. Um, any job in the world. I, I love what I'm doing. If for some reason I woke up tomorrow and I had had no ability to be a teacher anymore, I'll tell you what I want to be as a meteorologist. I'm obsessed with the weather. Um, I love the, the Weather Channel. I love following the meteorologists on Twitter. Um, I have a really uh, great meteorologist friend that I follow named Reed McDonough, who is a, a meteorologist in New York City. And um, I just love nerding out talking about the weather. Like, I don't, I don't obviously want catastrophic weather. I don't like that, obviously, because people are hurt. People are in danger. But when those events happen, I, I'm enthralled by them to study them. I think it shows us how at the mercy of nature we are as humanity. And the more we can study and learn about it, the better we can protect ourselves and help each other. But man, I'm just fascinated by it. Just this morning, I was reading about a historic snowstorm that's supposed to hit Denver um, this this uh, weekend. Maybe up to three feet of snow. Biggest snowstorm they've ever had. They've had since like 1880s. So I'm, I'm excited to see that unfold this weekend. I love to hear you nerding out over that. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a weather nerd. My, my grandma, when I was little, uh, my great grandma, she was kind of the weather nerd that instilled that into me. When it would be, a, when there was a thunderstorm or a snowstorm and I was at her house, we would just go back and forth from the front door to the back door looking, watching the wind blow, watching the rain pile up or the snow pile up, watching the I mean, I mean, I'm just obsessed with it. I love it. I love it. That's cool. And, you know, what's your favorite education-focused quote? I love that you asked this question because I, I try to share this a lot. It's in my emails um, when, uh, on my, um, my um, signature. It's an Argentine proverb that uh, a parent of a student shared with me about 10 years ago now. It says, if I pass through life without making a mark, for what did I live? And it goes right in hand in hand with my favorite children's book by Peter Reynolds, The Dot, where he, he writes, um, make your mark and see where it takes you. We only get one shot at this life. And I want at the end of mine to know that I made a mark on my little spot of the globe. I would love to make a mark around the globe, but you know, I, I'm focused on my little spot because that's all I can do right now. But making a mark is, is what all of us should strive for. And, and that mark looks different for everybody. It can be a little, I tell people it can be a a fat dot, a little dot, a skinny dot, a polka dotted dot, whatever kind of dot you want to make, whatever kind of mark you want to make, but just be focused on making that mark. And education is a great place to do it. As always, Jed, super inspirational. I know that the listeners are going to want to connect and engage with you. What's the best way for them to do that? The best way is social media. Uh, Twitter and Instagram are the two that I use uh, for educational purposes most often at Mr. Derryberry. If you can figure out how to spell my name, you can find me. It's it's, it's, it's not phonetic, so thanks for um, adding that into your show notes here. But best way to get a hold of me, I have a website, mrderryberry.com. Also, we have a website for the book, theplayfulclassroom.com, um, and my email, mrderryberry at gmail.com. Mate, thank you so much for your time today. All of those links are in the podcast notes below. Thank you so much for everything you do, Jed. Yeah, thanks, Craig. Thanks for having me. Thanks for all the work you do. Next week, join me for episode 48 of the Ignite EdTech podcast, when I'm joined by Will Deimport. One of the things I love doing is giving away prizes as a thank you for tuning in, listening, and hopefully following the Ignite EdTech podcast. Last week, 
I gave away two copies of Andy Cope's books. To win, you need to complete the form at bit.ly slash edtechwin. The winners have already been contacted directly by me, and they are Carolina Bergamesco and Matt Jensen. Congratulations to you both. This week, I'm giving away a Bebot robot thanks to TTS. To win this incredible prize, you need to go to bit.ly slash edtechwin and complete the simple form. It'll take you less than a minute to do. The link is in the description below. Competition closes on Wednesday the 5th of May and the winners will be contacted directly by me and announced on next Friday's podcast episode. Good luck. Thank you for being an extremely important part of the Ignite EdTech podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please smash that follow button and share it with your colleagues, friends, and families. Please also remember to spend two minutes to rate the podcast so we can reach even more educators and edtech enthusiasts globally. Please share your favorite part of today's show by tagging me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And don't hesitate to ask me questions that I can answer in an upcoming episode. Remember, you have the chance to win as well. Check out the links in the description for more, and I'll see you again next week. If you liked today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode. And be in the drawing to win prizes every week. If you know others that would enjoy the show, please hit that share button and brighten their day. Join us again next week for your weekly EdTech hit with at Mr. Kemp NZ. We'll see you again soon.